is the Odd and Offbeats podcast. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, va- vacation version. V2 or the three. <laughs> uh, I am out on vacation currently, uh, taking a three-week uh, trek out in Eastern Africa to Tanzania. So we are doing a little recording prior to that to make sure that you get your Odd and Offbeat podcast fill for yeah. the week. <laughs> We're no uh, best of episodes yet out of us because <laughs> we haven't done any best of episodes yet. We're getting there. <laughs> Uh, we, we could, we could probably release a, uh, program that's like, eh, these ones are all right. Yeah. <laughs> like the almost subpar. <laughs> um, if you're new to the program, I am Matt Baker and the man over there across the table is the ever lively Louis Fox. That's right. I'm lively in that I'm not presently dead. Are you lively in the sense, man, you, you are a man that seizes the day. I do. I see. I grab the day by the cojones and I go. Yeah. Carpe diem should be a tattoo that you have on your lower lip. It's actually, I keep that in my lower back. <laughs> it's my tramp stamp. Um, you do. Cause like, you know, uh, People don't know this about you, but you know, we, you and I travel a lot for work, and you are the type of guy that will get up early. You'll drive far distances to see some random ass thing, and uh, and then you'll meet five or six hobos or drunkards at the bar and hang out with them, and you know, get the full experience of get the, the whole that, down low of Sioux Falls, yes, <laughs> <laughs> of the places that no one wants to go. Yeah, well, there was one time I was in Idaho at the small town, and I'm like, where's the bar at the hotel? And they go, bar's upstairs in the hotel. So I go upstairs. It's literally a room in the hotel. You have to <laughs> knock. The guy opens the door, and it's a room that has a bar. And is there a bed in there, too? I think the bed was, like, kicked up on the wall. <laughs> guy, you walk in, the guy's, amazing. Like, guy's, like, shaking the drink. Hey, what's up? <laughs> like the bartender in the love boat. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm like, what's there to do in town? Guy's like, nothing. And then, like, the next night, I'm like, what's there to do? There's got to be something. And he goes, if you're really bored, you can go out to the lake and look for the lake monster. I'm like, you have a lake monster? Yeah. yeah. And did you go? Yeah. Didn't it, see it. Didn't see the lake monster. Once I was in uh, Soda Springs, Idaho, and I, same thing. I was at the gas station, and I was like, you know, asking the girl, I'm like, is there anything cool to do? She's like, no. I'm like, there's not one thing. She's like, yeah, there's one thing. You could go see the sludge dump from the Monsanto plant. And I'm like, what's that? She's like, okay. She gave me like these back road directions. Yeah. And then I was like, in the middle of nowhere and I'm like I couldn't have followed this right this can't be right and she's like once you hit this fence just park and hang out there and be amazed sure enough <laughs> I you know I'm out in the middle of the, there's not there hasn't been lights for four or five miles uh-huh. and I hit this fence and I park and I'm just sitting there I'm like I'm gonna get murdered in yeah. Idaho sure enough this truck drives up like there's like a ridge right in front of me drives up and there's like this glowing thing in the back of this dump truck and sure enough it it raises the back dumps this red hot molten sludge down the face of this this hill and that's what they do for fun to go they go and watch this <laughs> it's it's like this you know i don't know what it is they call it some sort of sludge or 
you know. Well, because Monsanto is uh, like the, the grains, right? It's like chemicals and stuff. Yeah. yeah well, the, they don't they genetically engineer the corn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they also like drill and uh, they do everything. Know, it's a yeah. it's like Halliburton. Yeah. It's like, essentially, if there's if there's money to be made, yeah. they do it. And so I was there three nights. Went every night and watched it. <laughs> Taking beats out there. <laughs> Got popcorn. <laughs> I wish that guy was there who, who, who had the, the bar in the room. Yeah. He's got like a little bar in his car selling drinks. Shaking it. <laughs> now, uh, I read something. You, you Were you on Southwest? Do you fly Southwest recently? I, I flew Southwest, yeah. Why did you do that? Uh, I had a few air miles. I was just, I don't fly Southwest hardly ever, uh-huh. so I just wanted to use them. And like, I had like 10,000 and 12 miles, and yeah. the round trip was 10,000. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'll just use these miles and get out. And my New Year's resolution has been to time shame people who are just idiots with other as people's As you should. Time. As you should. So I watched a dude try and shove a sewing machine into the overhead compartment for like five minutes. Like one of those old ones? No, like a like a, sew, like a modern sewing oh, machine. Oh, okay. That was like the old timey with the foot pedal. <laughs> <laughs> some old... And it didn't fit. Yeah, no. And it's hard plastic. It's not like it can yeah. compress like uh-huh. a suitcase. And he's just shoving it in there. It was the best. Wait, uh, did you time shame him? Were you were you booing it like boo? <laughs> to the back half of the plane, I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just yeah. look at this guy. <laughs> but I was like, does he do this at home? Like, does he have a garage full of like old clothes boxes, and he still tries to park his car in, but it won't fit? He just keeps ramming yeah, it, and it's ramming true. it. That's true. It's a little weird. I'm like, oh, oh. It's I like, do you not know how space dimensions work at all? Yeah. Does he not? I mean. Apparently not. It was amazing. The waitress, uh, the, the waitress, the sky waitress uh, <laughs> didn't charge me for my cocktail. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think my... For Southwest, don't you get free drinks on Southwest? No. Uh, no, you don't get one free drink on nope. Southwest? You get zero. Huh. Zero free drinks. I hate Southwest so much. Well, the thing with Southwest is that you don't have assigned seats. Yes. So it's, you know, some people pay to board earlier so that they can get a better seat, uh-huh. which is sort of a hustle in itself. But the funny thing that, like, oftentimes, you know, if I ever fly Southwest, I get the cheapest ticket I can. So I'm always the one of the last people to board. Uh-huh. And so when you get on, there's always, like, generally there will be, like, a person in the aisle and a person on the window. And then sometimes, like, one of them will be acting like they're sleeping and they're slouching over into the middle seat because yeah. they don't want someone to sit there. or um, And so... It's like, it's so funny to watch people like not make eye contact with you because they don't want you to sit next to them. Mm -hmm. Or uh, for me, like on Southwest, I always try and find a man and a woman who are talking and then I'll go to sit in the middle seat. And then oftentimes I would say seven out of 10 times they're together and then one of them will move over. Ah. Although the one time it didn't happen, they were together. Let me sit in the middle. And then they continue their conversation (laughs) with me in the middle. It was brutal. <laughs> That's awesome. And one time, did I ever tell you this story where, uh, so Southwest doesn't have a first class. Correct. And so one time I got on and the very first seat was Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Very, I know. And so, and there was a seat empty next to him. And so I had a choice to make. I was like, should I sit next to Flavor Flav for a flight? And I decided no. Yeah, like I want to sit next to him for ten minutes. Yeah, I'd sit, if it was like a flight from Seattle to like Portland, yeah, definitely, but not from like L.A. to Albany, New York. Yeah, no. Uh, the decision to not sit next to Flavor Flav far outweighed my desire to, <laughs> or my desire to not 
sit next to Flavor Flav was like way far more than my desire to even sit next to him for 15 minutes. Yeah. Before I left, my daughter showed me a video of the like the comedy, um, the guy that does comedy while he gives oh, you yeah. the safety instructions. Oh, yeah. Southwest is uh, notorious for the so, comedy in, in flight announcements and stuff. So I got that guy, the same guy she just showed me a video oh, really? of. And all right, you've played rooms where you're throwing out stuff you know that works. Uh-huh. I saw him crushing on this video. Uh-huh. Not on my flight. Really? They weren't having it. <laughs> no, it was also like the flight was maybe half full, so the audience was kind of buckshotted out. Well, people tune that out, right? Yeah. And so sometimes you're not hip to the fact that he's making jokes till three quarters of the way through. Yeah, he he plowed through. He was getting nothing. He's getting heckled. He's like, get a real job. <laughs> this is an open mic at the Apollo. <laughs> yeah. So we were. Well, I was walking to baggage afterwards, and the couple behind me were talking about it. Uh, she's like, she's like, we had that guy from the internet who's trying to be funny. Oh, uh, brutal! <laughs> I was like, this is. I mean, it was, the jokes are decent, but uh, it was just like bad room. It's not always. It's not always the performers. The audience. Sometimes. Yeah, it's true. That is absolutely true. But and you that are was like sort of twenty seventy from Reno to. T- but you're forcing comedy on people, right? It's, yeah. It's sort of like, but whatever. I like the idea that they have to make the announcement uh, for legal reasons. Mm-hmm. And so why not make it somewhat digestible for the people that have heard it a million times? Yeah. And, you know, I like that idea, you know, but I'm sure he tanks a lot, but it, he has to do it anyways. Yeah. So why work on your craft. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder if there's open mic, open mic <laughs> night for the uh, flight attendants. Yeah. Like where does he go break out that material? <laughs> He's, he's doing yeah, it at right. the open mic night at the <laughs> bar at the Sheridan <laughs> in between flights while he's in Detroit. He's All right. Like, uh, that's So uh, I'm not a fan of Southwest, but, you know, I do like that idea of yeah. doing the jokes. That's kind of cool. Yes. Um, you want to get to the stories, man? Let's do it. All right. All right, folks. We are here in the studio. Uh, we're actually in a makeshift studio right now in, yeah. a, in a green room. And uh, we're sitting with a very special guest. Uh, we're ex- I'm excited to have this guy on because I've worked with him for years. A musician, a comedian, uh, a man about town. That's yeah. me. Yeah. That's me. Uh, we have... my wife that now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I have been wondering where he goes out in the evenings. <laughs> he disappears. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go do another podcast. Podcast tonight, and she's like, "It's two a.m." They're like, "It's a late night podcast." <laughs> late night podcast, and unfortunately, he comes back. <laughs> we have Joe Stoddard right to my Yo, left, hey. Louis yeah. right. Louis, Louis, Louis. Give him a round of applause, people in the, the green room. Hey. You're the best, Joe. So good. Less, less. <laughs> this guy is amazing. I worked with you last summer, and yeah. it, you used to be in a duo, and now you kind of do some solo work, or you do solo work exclusively. Yes. Honestly, I'm not blowing smoke up your your bum here. You were like my favorite act, man. Like, I oh, was like it was nice so, it was the comedy was solid. Your your chops as a musician is great. Like, you're a great singer. Your mm-hmm. interaction with people people like really rally it's a behind great, it. Fun show, yeah, solid. And yeah, I appreciate uh, that, guys. Yeah, coming from you guys, it doesn't mean much, but gosh, <laughs> I tell you, to hear it, to hear those words, it's like a homeless person telling you you're beautiful. <laughs> that food looks good. <laughs> I always like when like I was at a, I was like an ice cream place, and I was asking the person. 
behind the counter, like, what is their favorite thing? And then a person behind me goes, you got to get this one. This is the best one. I'm like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Like, what? You're not like, qualified. Like, what happens if you like diarrhea flavor? Like, <laughs> like how am I, where's the, like, you know, how I qualify? I need your resume real quick before I can take <laughs> your like, ice cream flavor recommendation. <laughs> I used to work here. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, uh, you tour around. You've done, you've done essentially everything. I mean, how long have you been doing, been an entertainer, been working in this business? Well, uh, all my life, really, but I actually started making money in about 1978. Okay. Yep. So you've yeah. been a musician all your life? Yep, musician. Yeah. I, had, I had real jobs for a while when I was a kid, you know, mm. in my 20s. And uh, if I didn't get fired, I'd quit. And I did that for a couple of months each job before I would leave or they would leave, make me leave. <laughs> and, uh, th- but I, and I got back into music uh, probably in the early 70s. And then, like I say, I actually started making money in the uh, late 70s when I started doing comedy instead of just music. Yeah. Uh, I was well, in disco rock and roll in the uh-huh. 70s with the big hair and the tall shoes. Well, you were, uh, you were, we were talking earlier, and you were sort of mentioning how the comedy came about. You know, your sort of inspirations like yeah. showmanship. You should maybe elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, like when I was a kid and, and uh, a very young kid. Real, extremely young. I saw the like the life story of Al Jolson and Eddie Cantor and these guys that would be on stage and they'd be dancing around and singing and you know making the blackface and all that stuff and they're just having a good time and I love blackface. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said liking the blackface. <laughs> so You're like, how can I do that? Yeah. This is going to kill in Michigan. This is going to be huge in 2020. <laughs> in Detroit, <laughs> in Detroit, I'm going to get killed. I didn't want to. I didn't want to steal that bit, so I just made up my own bit. And so I got. Yeah, it's very nice. I'm white face. <laughs> you call it blacker face? <laughs> didn't, I didn't want to steal that. I thought maybe my white face might yeah, be right. white. <laughs> I played music for a long time, and then I saw some guys that were doing the banter thing in between songs, and I thought, now that's the way to present a mm. song. It's just with some humor, a little bit of showmanship. And I was in a trio at the time, and I took my buddies to see these guys. So he said, I want to do this kind of stuff, have fun, you know, have say stuff in between instead of just being a jukebox. And so we started messing around, and by God, people started hiring us and paying us money and oh, stuff. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm going to keep on doing this. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing I, when you get paid to do the thing that you would do for free. That's it. Yeah. That yeah. Is it. yeah. It's like, I love this. And you're like, you're going to pay me how much to do that? Yeah, I need more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I need fancier green rooms. <laughs> and so, um, so the comedy started coming about. You, you, you obviously realized that people were responding to it and mm-hmm. that you had a knack for it because you do. Mm-hmm. You're extremely quick. And, and so, yeah, here you are. What, yep, here 30 years later? 30 Washington years later. Fair. Yeah. Sitting with you guys. Oh, man. I know. Couldn't be better. Downhill slope. Oh, you peaked at the, yeah. the, high, the disco hair. And the you peaked in 1979. <laughs> yeah, really. I was, buddy, I was playing with uh, Tom Cole, guy I played with off and on all my life. And he, uh, we were warming up for the Beach Boys in Tahoe. Uh-huh. And after the first show, Tom looks at me and goes, I have a feeling this is going to be the top of our career. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. <laughs> you guys were great. And he passed away. He did. Sadly. Yes, a few months ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. And so you guys worked together. Uh, Stoddard and Cole is the name right. was the name of the act. So you guys were on the circuit. You opened up for people. And mm-hmm. then I, I've worked in a duo before. How do you how how do you feel the transition? Well, you probably kept the solo act alive. I decided I wanted to go solo, so it took about a year for me to get the courage up. Yeah, yeah that's tough. I remember pacing in my bedroom. I think I can do this. I'm going to play this song. I'll say that. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll think about it some more. Yeah. So <laughs> it took me actually I, about a year, and I finally said, oh, screw it. I'm just going to do it. 
So I went out and did it. As soon as I did, I was like, why did I wait? Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So many years. I could have been on my own. Yeah. Mm. But it, there is something to be said about having someone on stage with you. It's a different that, dynamic. It is a different dynamic. It's just sort of someone to banter with, especially if the audience is sort of like not all fully on board. Yeah, so you can have fun with your partner. Yeah. It's like yeah. you can entertain each other. Exactly. When you're up there by yourself and the audience hates you, it's a very lonely experience. I go through that very often. Yeah. Quite well, often. I saw your 1130 show yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, that was a lonely experience no for everybody else. involved. No one else saw it. <laughs> oh, no. They saw it. No, they definitely saw it. <laughs> definitely alone. I was definitely alone. We were all alone. We were lost. We were all lost in a sea of sadness that we couldn't – we were just treading water in sadness together. <laughs> Waiting for sharks alive. to pull you down. <laughs> My partner came back from uh, – when Tom Cole came back from Philadelphia, we got together again and played together for a couple of years. And it was interesting that musically we had to work on – what we did and how it's going to come together, how it feels and how good it is. And uh, banter-wise, it was like jumping on a bicycle. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Totally. It was amazing. The the stupid stuff would come up and all of a sudden turn into a funny routine. Yeah, and there's something to be said just about having – you're a little bit more rewarded in the sort of enjoyment of like, all right, we're just cracking each other up. I think the audience – feeds off that energy. Yeah. I think what I think an audience can see when someone's having fun. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. if they don't necessarily think it's the most awesome thing ever, I think that they see like these guys enjoy. It. I think happiness is infectious and yeah, I think that, yeah. you know, people can see joy. So is syphilis. Yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Who says this syphilis isn't happy though? <laughs> Some of my best years were on <laughs> penicillin. <laughs> so what what's that what do you want to do? Like uh is this uh, do you have any other projects that you're working on? I mean, I know you do. He does this really cool, uh, like walk around character at festivals and events. Where oh yeah, the ventriloquism. Thing, yeah, yeah, you're like a you're like a cowboy, and you yeah. have a guitar, and like you have a horse, like a kind of cartoon looking horse. The Manfred the Talking Horse. That's his name, Manfred. Manfred the Talking and, uh, Horse. And yeah, it's like a, the 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 horse's mouth moves up and down and, mm-hmm. and talks to you. Is that is that like a, a tribute to your wife? Like because <laughs> no, 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 because she's into horses. She's into horses. No, she's a horse. No, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Who's never been married? Mean it like that. Okay, that would be edited out. Leave that in. No, because I know you. You said you had horses, and like you know, I don't. You have an affinity. Your wife has an affinity for horses, and so I don't know if that came. That doesn't help much. So that's cool. And what was the sort of genesis? for that just like well uh, I saw all these people that are doing characters around stages and they're all dressed up and there was no ventriloquism going on I thought why aren't the ventriloquists out here doing this and so I said well I'll, they're not doing it I'll do it so I just did it and yeah. had fun doing it I have a uh, did you already know ventriloquism or did you learn it no I just learned it right just just for that purpose okay yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how easy it came to. And so that's like a completely different art form than what you are have done over the you know years of your career. Is it sort of stimulating to do that, or is it like nerve wracking to learn a new art, or is it something that's like, wow, I've never even thought about this, and it's opening up all another pockets of ideas? Yeah, it's all all three of those things really. Just it's just amazing, and it's and it's so much fun to be in front of the kids. I get you get really close to the people. You guys do the walk around thing too sometimes at the fairs too. Uh, occasionally, yeah. 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 I know Louie, you do your yeah. your flea circus and that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
this gets even closer, I think, because the horse goes right up to the people and they touch him and they, the little yeah. kids hug him and, and he talks to them and the parents are like, let's get out of here. Yeah. No, I don't let the kids hug the fleas. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Unless you, you dislike them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're, they're really annoying. Yeah. He just um, sticks them in their hair. Yeah. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> Take a flea. Like for our podcast, like we like to hear weird and unusual stories. You kind of mentioned one earlier, which was you and your wife were climbing on horses up a mountain. Yeah, that was that's kind of a weird story. That is a weird story. I love how you didn't think that one was a weird story. <laughs> I, know. Well, I want like, to hear the weird ones or the ones you do think is I'm, weird. I'm like, wow. you're riding a horse? <laughs> you can do that? <laughs> that's weird. I thought that just happened in movies. <laughs> that's true, that story about the horse. Yeah. yeah. We were going up this really steep hill. We were, we were out in the, on the mountains. We were trail riding. The lady that was touring us around telling us where to go, she said, watch out for gopher holes because your horse could step in it and, and hurt his leg. And you know what you have to do if your horse hurts his leg. So we didn't want to do that. Glue time. Yeah. yeah. Cast. So we, we're going up the tube. <laughs> Expensive copay. Yes. Very you got to get it a new leg. <laughs> no. Horse has an oxycotton problem. <laughs> See him at the methadone clinic later. <laughs> horse rehab for drugs is insane. <laughs> You ever see a horse get off heroin? Just laying in its stall shit. Okay, so uh, you're climbing up the uh, mountain with the horse. With the horses. We're all riding horses, and there's these gopher holes we have to be careful about. My wife's horse all of a sudden drops to its knees and passes out, falls on its side. She jumps off, and its horse starts sliding down the hill. <laughs> My wife originally thought that the horse had stepped in four gopher holes at the same time. <laughs> like it was hopping. <laughs> It's like quicksand. <laughs> it turns out we had t- cinched his cinch up so tight so the saddle wouldn't fall off the back of the horse that he couldn't breathe and he passed out. <laughs> so we just cut the cinch loose and he started breathing again and, you know, little mouth to mouth. <laughs> mouth to snout. Did, <laughs> did he come in he's like, Where, what year is it? <laughs> you have to ask him, who, who is president? <laughs> And so it survived, right? Was it, it, it did survive. Yeah. We got up, we it, went up the hill, had a good time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't, a horse passing out. I've never... yeah. That was amazing. It was, a new, it was news to me, too. <laughs> was the, the person who was taking you on the tour was like, ah, that happens all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time. Jeez, how tight did you cinch it? Yeah, I didn't cinch it, but my wife did. And boy, Jeez. I tell you, she can cinch. Oh, she's a cincher. Yeah, I've yeah. been cinched. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I married her. <laughs> That's why I named this horse after her. <laughs> If I had a dollar for every time she cinched me and I passed out. <laughs> I would be a rich right, So man. if that's not a weird story to you, that's not, that's well, get like a weird story. It doesn't have to be performing. It can be sort of uh, just in life in general. But, you know, whatever. If there's a, an unusual thing that's happened. Unusual thing? Well, uh, there is the uh, hot tub story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like this. Yeah, this is the one he was t- telling me the other day. Yeah, this is, and this is a true story. Uh, my wife's always telling me how slow I am. She says, I, I, I can't. She says, you think slow, you walk slow, you talk slow. She wants to go, go, go. And uh, she says, I couldn't walk as slow as you do. If I did, I'd fall down, she says. I proved her right one night when I was in my hot tub and I had my hands up on the rail and I was looking out in my backyard and the leaves were falling down. And I, all of a sudden I got pinched under my right arm. I said, son of a gun, one of these leaves that stuck me in the arm. So I pressed them down, kind of flattened them out, and I got back up there, put my arms on the, on the rail. And... Again, I get pinched, this son of a gun, so I really packed him down this time. And got back up there and enjoying the scenery there in the evening. I, again, I get pinched, so I said, son of a gun, so I reach in there, I pick up all the leaves I had, ends up, I have this big slug in my hand. So I take it, I throw it out in the backyard. 
And I'm thinking, gosh, darn, is that so I go in the house and say, honey, look, is there anything underneath my arm? She goes, yeah, there's three sucker bites underneath your arm. And that's, that's how slow I am. I was attacked by a slug. <laughs> a slug? Dude. You, you got me three times before you gotta, I could get away. You got to kill that slug because now it's got a taste of human blood. I know. <laughs> I know. He'll be back someday. He yeah. probably has. He's cloning you right yeah. now. There's like a little slug out there with the, with your face, a little what? goatee. There's a slug in a lab with a, lab with, with a coat on. Got a, little vials are spinning. He's got a little uh, Manfred the horse. <laughs> he's riding a little, little slug legs. That was about six months ago. He's probably halfway back. <laughs> <laughs> Attacked by a slug, man. Oh, well, we just did a story about competitive snail racing. Oh, where in it's England, pretty, pretty tight. It's a big thing where like you can bet money and these wow. snails. We should probably do that here. I could yeah. enter this slug in a slug fighting. Oh yeah, yeah your yeah. slug is like the world champion. Oh, dude, I mean, ha- what bravado if he's taking on humans? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like I've murdered every slug and snail that there is. <laughs> I'm going for this. I'm going to take these. Guys I've taken out. down three chipmunks. One Chihuahua. <laughs> I'm ready for the big time. That horse? It wasn't a cinch. Oh, you think that? I knocked think it that, out. You think the horse passed out? Yeah. That was just one bite for me. <laughs> yeah, took three to take me out. I love yeah. it, man. So where can people check you out? Like, uh, oh, you have- we've got a webpage, joestoddardshow.com. All right, you want to spell, spell that out in case people don't? J-O-E, Joe. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. All right, good. Thank you. All right. S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D, J-O-E-S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D, show, S-H-O-W, dot com, all one word. Are there any other famous Joe Stoddards out there? Not that I know of, just that one guy. I think he's, uh, he just, uh, he's a part-time actor and a teacher. As I recall, Stoddard sounds like you know a very sort of musiciany name. You think so? I think so, like as Crosby, Stills, and Stoddard. You know, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You're you're ranking better than the other Joe Stoddard. You're doing all right. Are you googling me? Hell yeah! All right, I passed that sucker up. <laughs> take that, so you take that, you you educator, second rate actor. <laughs> yeah, it's all you. Well, and then there's Joe Stoddard remodeling. Ooh. That's not me. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) And there's Joe Stoddard Tax Consulting. Oh, you should should do that. Uh, Yeah, I did. I'm on taxes this year. I'm getting back $197,000. You are? Yeah. What? How is that possible? I don't know, but I think my accountant was way off. (laughs) (laughs) There's Joe Stoddard, the lady that got murdered. Joe Stoddard, the lady who... J-O, yeah. Oh, oh, J-O, yeah. Oh, you know what? That's how they spelled my name on my birth certificate. J-O? J-O. Really? Yes, it's what? true. What? Yeah, I think my dad was drunk when he filled that paper out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so your whole life Wait you a minute, were J-O? You spelled the J-O, or did you add an E later? I added, I added an E. See, it didn't come up until... Well, it's come up a few times, like at the airport. Uh, <laughs> they're like, yes, your ID you doesn't match your... Yeah, what happened here? But I changed the E on the on the license too, so I haven't had that problem. Did you have to legally do that? No, I just did it. I don't do anything legally. This <laughs> <laughs> man for the horse, unlicensed. <laughs> he doesn't have a shot. <laughs> All right, Joe, we want to thank you so much for coming in. Do you want to, do you want to stick around and do a story with us? Sure. That'd All be right, great. let's do it. All right, yeah, man.
This story comes from nonpareilonline.com. That's a source more reliable than my hotel room key opening the door. <laughs> Dude, once I was so drunk that I came back to the my hotel and I was trying to open the hotel room with my car alarm, <laughs> my car alarm unlock. And it was like a good three and a half minutes before I was like, "What the fuck?" That was says you've gone to the wrong room. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I, I've done that a couple times. Well, I one time when I was younger, we were, I was coming. I lived in an apartment. You had to go through like the, the the glass door, and you need a key, and then you go up to your apartment. Yeah. And I was trying to get my damn key in the lock for probably ten minutes, and then I realized I'm in the inside looking out. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that, that's an ultimate challenge. That's more than alcohol. Yeah, no, that's like, whoa, we, there needs to be an intervention like immediately. Uh, so the article goes, to avoid arrest, Bluff's man throws playhouse at police officer. I like this already. So the story goes, oh, and then there's a mugshot. Which looks a lot like you, Joe. And, well, and it says under Joseph Stoddard, right? Oh. Right under. I've been found out. <laughs> I was just bluffing. That is a this guy, this guy looks, nice. his, his mugshot looks like he's an extra Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you, Joe. Yeah. You see this guy? Oh, Lord. I, like, I would let him DJ my child's uh, party. I wouldn't let him near any child <laughs> at all. The difference is I, I hate my child. Oh, okay, I love all yeah. children. This is true. Uh, a council bluffs man was arrested on Thursday for, among other things, throwing a large plastic playhouse at a council bluffs police officer. <laughs> Hulk smash! <laughs> Joseph. I didn't, I didn't think it would hurt. <laughs> We were just role-playing. <laughs> role-playing giants. Yeah. All right, I'm the cowboy. You're the guy who gets smashed by the playhouse. That's a pretty linear game. Remember the movie The 50-Foot Woman before your time, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, you're just a big 50-foot woman. Yeah. You're running around being sarcastic. That's the movie. It's like Woody Allen. Yeah. She's 50 feet tall. It's a fish out of water movie. <laughs> How do these shoes work? <laughs> What's the deal with cream? We need bigger bottles. <laughs> a solid premise. I would love to see that. They sit down in the boardroom and they're like, What's your idea? Well, it's a lady. She's super sarcastic and funny. Oh, that sounds interesting. Probably won't sell that well. They're like, yeah, but here's the hook. She's 50 feet tall. Ooh. Well, wasn't that the, the when, when uh, the Who was trying to sell Tommy, isn't that the story that they're pitching Tommy, the, the, the rock opera, yeah. and the guy's not into it, but then they someone realized that the, the guy was into pinball. It's like, oh, this kid does all this stuff. Oh, and he plays pinball. And they're like... You're so, in. <laughs> he's a pinball wizard. Yeah. And I think that's the story behind Pinball Wizard. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're like, oh, and Elton John's going to be the pinball wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Joseph Stoddard, not to be confused with the one sitting here. It wasn't me, folks. <laughs> you've been cleared I'm on innocent. all accounts. <laughs> Joseph Stoddard, 34, was taken into custody shortly after midnight on Friday on suspicion of twice violating a no contact order, second degree burglary, disorderly Whoa, he contact. Broke in. Stole the playhouse and smashed it on a cop. Maybe that was. We know. Maybe he broke into the playhouse. <laughs> I think that's what. <laughs> Does that count? He was living in the playhouse. <laughs> uh, disorderly conduct, interference with official acts, and three counts of assaulting a police officer. On Thursday,
Thursday night, Stodder was found destroying items and throwing clothing outside a residence of a 32-year-old woman on the 3100 block of South 20th Street, in case you're wondering. Yeah, in case you want to go steal a playhouse, <laughs> in case or you're looking for some clothes the on the locks, lawn. The locks are already broken. <laughs> go ahead. Come on in. All the contents are already outside. <laughs> they listed what they have. They got a nice flat screen TV. They got a playhouse. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> Stoddard was not allowed to be at the residence after he was arrested on September 21st for burglary at the victim's residence. Yeah, they keep on saying Stoddard like that. Yeah, I know. We can bleep that out. You yeah. Know? That <laughs> boop, boop, Joe, boop. <laughs> not to be confused with the guy sitting next to us. Joe, boop. <laughs> <laughs> when police showed up on Thursday night, Stoddard would not allow the officers inside. Once inside, Stoddard threw the playhouse in order to escape. Wow, that's the worst escape plan. I can go out the back door or I can throw a playhouse. <laughs> Uh, maybe he thought he'd, you know, knock the guy out, you know? Yeah. Should have cinched his saddle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> the officer was not treated for injuries. Well, good. A second officer at the scene called for more help, and Stoddard was apprehended. I wish it said a second officer at the scene was filming the whole thing <laughs> yeah. on like, his cell phone. This is going to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> A second officer of the scene called for more help and Stoddard was apprehended. During the arrest, police officers used a stun gun on Stoddard. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Have you ever been uh, hit, shot with a stun gun? Not by a cop. <laughs> <laughs> by request from yeah, by request only <laughs> well, so when I was probably 19 like the the pepper spray like got really big like you could buy pepper spray on any counter yeah so me my brother and a buddy we, we all bought some we're like alright we're gonna pepper spray each other oh good so we go to this church in like this little like stairwell, which like you'd stand at the bottom. The other two dudes would just blast in the face. With <laughs> wait, dude, wait, two two <laughs> cans of pepper. So you got twice. It's a horrible idea. One for each eye. <laughs> but that's when I realized I was like pepper spray's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not so bad. You we should over it. we should probably get some hobbies. <laughs> well, that was the same church. We had an old tube TV. At my first apartment, mm. and it like it died. So we're like, well, how do we get rid of this? And they had a fire escape that you could just walk up to like the fifth floor. So we took it to the fifth floor, threw it off the, the fire escape, <laughs> just smashes. <laughs> Your mom comes over, like, what happened to the TV? <laughs> Donated it to the church. We were trying to escape the house. The police were here. Yeah, you altar boys are mean. <laughs> I, I've never been stunned by a stun gun. Um, I'm very surprised at that, to be honest, with my, with my history. But my uh, my best friend uh, growing up, her uh, father was a police officer, and he just had stuff laying around the house. And guns. so, yeah, guns, stun guns, you know, taxidermy, so he, he goats. To- totally responsible cop. Like, you know what, I'm going to leave. <laughs> it was a little weird. They, they were not the safest household. There was like five Rottweilers, and like, you know, we'd go and hang out there. And my, I remember me, my buddy Anthony Thalhammer. And uh, we flipped a coin to see who was going to stun themselves with a stun gun. <laughs> oh. And he lost. And so he had a stun gun himself. Oh. And so like, he, you know, he prepares himself on the couch. We get the stun gun going. He takes it and he puts it on his leg. And I just remember the sound that he made, the, just the shrieking. And he literally violently got thrown off the couch. 
And there's nothing like your friend in pain and everyone else in the room just rolling on the ground <laughs> laughing, just cackling. And he's like, he had the biggest swollen thigh. Aye, aye, yeah, it was aye. crazy. And he can't have kids anymore. Yeah, no, no more. Stoddard remains in custody at again with Potawatomi Stoddard. County Jail with bond set at $15,000. Potawatomi County? Can you, those jumpsuits have to be huge know, to get all that on there. I know, that neck tattoo is going to go all the way. Around the, the throat. You're gonna run out of ink. <laughs> Having a keister in that much ink to ta prison tattoo that. <laughs> the three assault charges against Stoddard are Class D felonies. The second degree burglary charge is a Class C felony. The other charges are misdemeanors. If convicted of the most serious offense, the Class C felony, Stoddard could receive a sentence of up to ten years in jail and a fine of up to ten thousand dollars. Vacation. Yeah, I think he's gonna do all. I think. He He'll, he'll be all right in prison. Yeah, you don't have to pay taxes in prison, right? No, no. Have you have you been in jail, Louis? No, I performed at a jail, but I've never been in jail. Oh, I performed at the Oregon State Penitentiary once. Oh, oh, how was that? It was actually kind of fun. I got out there. It was in out in the rec yard. Uh, so oh, you're out just, in the yard. <laughs> like you just lived in the, in the elements. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and all these bad guys. Standard People are up. catapulting wow. drugs over the fence. <laughs> That's essentially like the. I feel like the yard is where they just let them like go free. Oh, you they know? Did There's too, not like yeah. cops around. The cops were there, but they they protected me and my partner by putting a string on stakes around. So oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The string. So it's like how you protect your lawn after you fertilize it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I most criminals bring respect fence. the string. Respect yeah, the you know. String. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it's a common it's agreement that you just don't you don't cross the yeah. string. Yeah. It's and like little kids know a line of masking tape on the floor. Is the front row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, so how did it go? It went great. I got out there and said, uh, you know, I was a little nervous about coming in here because, uh, and some guy goes, why? Uh, so I ignored him. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, but they put this string up here, so I feel fine. Ah, uh, yeah. Then, then, then I was of their course. friend. Yeah. Did you sell much merch? Yeah, no. <laughs> we got out of there too fast to sell. <laughs> <laughs> My best t-shirt sales I've ever had. Like this CD costs three packs of cigarettes. <laughs> I got, I got some macaroni and cheese. I got, <laughs> I got cigarettes. I got and a, anal. I got a noose made out of a pillowcase. <laughs> I got top bunk privileges for three weeks. I'll open that CD with a shiv. Here you go. I actually just, uh, you know, I have a mobile curiosity museum, so I collect a lot of unusual items. Yeah. And uh, I just got uh, four different jail shivs from different prisons around Whoa, the country, and nice. they are crazy. And I'm amazed, like, how big they are, and all of them have handles, and, like, it's crazy. They're all ornate. <laughs> I got, don't know. It's got the, the jewels. Like, yeah, like, yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy has movie. Has his mom's <laughs> name on it. It's like, this was passed down from my grandfather to my father. He's <laughs> <laughs> been to seven different prisons. <laughs> it's a family heirloom <laughs> Uh, I did a show at a jail once, and it was um, maybe like, you know, 10 years ago. And they were very sort of specific in their instructions. They were like, do you use volunteers? I'm like, yeah, that's like my whole show. And they're like, okay, don't get guys who are wearing orange and blue at the same time. Don't Anyone who's in handcuffs, don't even make eye contact with them. Like, I'm like, why are you even bringing these people in here? They're like, we would have nobody if we could. You know. It was like, it was a very, it was a little bit stressful at times because you're like, God, like, this is crazy, you know? Well, I had fun with the guys, but then we did a show for the, the women's prison. Uh, that was the worst. Why? They just sat there and looked at us. 
Yeah, yeah, you're you're the spank bank for later. <laughs> no, <laughs> they were thinking about something else besides comedy. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so they were just not attentive or no, responsive. They had, that, they had that far off look in their eye like you had just a few minutes. Oh ago. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was deciding on what story to tell, <laughs> what not to say. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you perfect timing for him to come in for this. Yeah, no, I'm glad that tied in. Joe, what's the odds that a Joe Stoddard story would come up on our weird news feed on, uh, on the good. day that we're interviewing <laughs> the famous, the second? Famous Joe Stoddard <laughs> behind Joe Stoddard. Well, I, I may be third now. <laughs> I know this guy. Uh, so thank you so much for sitting in on this, buddy. Thank you I really guys. appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. And now it's time for strange stories from the time capsule with Dr. Henry. In 2005, a fortune cookie company called Wonton Food Incorporated correctly foretold lottery numbers resulting in 110 winners in an investigation. No fraud was involved. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. So thanks for tuning in to our pre-recorded episode. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a ton of fun uh, having you here, but not here. In my heart, you're still in the basement with me. If you want to check out the news stories that we had in this episode, check out our website. That's oddandoffbeat.com. We're also on the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I should have. I, I think I'll probably post. I'm talking to my future self right now. Matt, you should post a couple cool pictures of the Serengeti yeah. for the fine listeners at home. Yeah, or um, if you get mauled, you uh, if you get kidnapped, put your ransom note up there. Yeah. Or at least get it on video so that we could all watch it. Or get a photo that we could do a meme contest <laughs> with. That <laughs> we do every Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I will... I, I think I... Hopefully, I'll be doing this. You're going to have access to the pictures and stuff. But yep. uh, So those will come out on Thursday on Instagram and Facebook. So you can leave your best caption for the photo that we post. And the best caption wins some odd and offbeat swag. Yes. Um, and I just ordered some, some some stuff that will be going out to people. Excellent. So that's, excellent. that'd be good. I've been, I've, the last batch I sent out, someone got an x-ray and then I ran into him and he's like, what's that an x-ray of? And he, he didn't hold it up to the light and no, figure it out? No, and then I'm like, it's a brain. And then he looked at it, he texted me a little bit later. He's like, oh, it is a brain. <laughs> I was like, really? And that's the person who won. <laughs> so, uh, so if you have your own weird stories that could be about your life or something you come across in the news that you want to share with us, you can do that at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We love hearing from people. Yes. We'd love to have you on the program, too. If you have a really weird story. Or an expert in a weird niche. Yeah, we'd love to have you on uh, and have, have you as a special guest. Thanks so much for tuning in. And of course, uh, check us out. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Stitcher. Stitcher, Pocket Cast. Leave a review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. It helps us out quite a bit. We have now been bumped up to the 335th best, <laughs> best odd and weird news story program. Thanks so much for listening, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye.